It is Thursday, September 24th, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Well, I hope you had a chance to watch the governor's rain last night, but if you didn't, make sure to go back and watch that replay on Flow Racing. We had a whale of a finish last night at Eldora. The track wasn't as fast last night as it was on the first night, but it was still incredibly quick. David Gravel, again, went quick time. It was about two-tenths slower than he was the night before. The entire field in qualifying was, again, separated by about seven-tenths of a second from top to bottom. A number of drivers had better qualifying laps on night two versus night one, and that set up some different drivers up front in heats and ultimately the feature. There were five different drivers in dashes on night two than we saw on night one, including Kyle Larson and Darren Pittman. With such a tough field, there were again some seriously talented drivers that didn't make the feature, including Rico Abreu, Corey Eliason, and Spencer Baston. Eliason would eventually take a provisional. More on that in a bit. But the one that surprised me the most was Christopher Bell. He was in the feature the night before, and he has been really good at Eldora in the past. So definitely surprised to see him not transfer out of that B main into the night's feature. Thanks to dash wins, David Gravel and Brent Mark started together on the front row. There was an immediate caution for Brock Zierfoss, Jacob Allen, and James McFadden coming together on the initial start, but once racing went green, it was all David Gravel out front. He was leading by turn one on the first lap and quickly drove away. With Gravel out front, Kyle Larson was slowly working his way towards the front, moving into the top five near halfway from his 10th starting position. A caution on lap 19 for a spinning Corey Eliason tightened the field up, and that gave Larson the opportunity he needed to get even closer to the lead. On the restart, a turn one slider on Brent Marks moved Larson into second behind Gravel. The JJR 41 was still strong enough to keep the lead, but Larson was able to stay with Gravel as the two worked lap traffic. When in the clear, Gravel was banging the boards right on the cushion all the way around, while Larson was using the slider line in turns one and two, diving in lower and bouncing off the cushion. Larson's only real opportunity to get past Gravel happened into turn three on the white flag lap. With Gravel up top, Larson threw a huge slider attempt and was somehow able to get enough grip through the middle to pull alongside the 41 on corner exit. The lap car Brock Zierfoss was in Gravel's lane coming to the checkered, but somehow he was able to carry just enough momentum to beat Larson back to the line by less than a tenth of a second and take the $52,000 win. Larson ended up second, Sheldon Hodden showed third, Brent Marks fourth, and Carson Macedo in fifth. Kyle Larson mentioned after the race that he probably should have changed his line into one and two, quit using that slider line, and he maybe would have ran Gravel down a little bit quicker, but hindsight again is 2020. It was great watching Larson try and track down, uh, Gravel down over that second half of the race, especially with Gravel knowing he was being stalked and the two drivers trying to negotiate through lap traffic. It was impressive to see Gravel hold him off, but Larson still remains on a completely other level. He drove up from that 10th spot and, you know, nearly won the race. Just And it just seems like he's able to kind of willing, you know, he, he's, he's willing and able to kind of make moves and go places that other drivers just aren't. Um, and I, I tweeted last night uh, in reply to somebody that I, I feel like his risk tolerance is just maybe a little bit different than other guys. Uh, I, I feel like sometimes he puts his car in places and, and, and makes moves that maybe other guys just won't do. But it just, it's been really fun to watch him. And, and, you know, at the end, we got the finish that you certainly hope for in these big money races. There's certainly no doubt about that. Um, and again, if you haven't watched that feature, haven't seen the highlights, whatever, go back and watch because it was an incredible run to the end there. Um, and, and something everybody was talking about last night, uh, just with what we saw at the finish. So um, in looking at the chase for the All-Star Championship, last night might have been the final nail for Aaron Reitzel. Uh, I mentioned before, Eliason had to take that provisional to start the race. He and, uh, and 
ended up not transferring out of that B main and needed that provisional. Um, and he had that spin partway through the race as well. So he ended up with a 17th place finish. Reitzel wasn't a whole lot better. He finished 13th, uh, but that pushed his points lead now out to 74 with only two races remaining. So that means it's about 37 positions different uh, with two, with those two nights remaining between the two. So Eliason would effectively have to beat uh, Reitzel on average now by about 18 and a half positions over the final two nights, which I don't think is going to happen. Uh, you, you would think Reitzel would basically have to miss the feature both of those remaining nights to lose this battle at this point. So um, I doubt Eliason's going to be able to make a charge for this championship with these last two nights. So I would say at this point, Reitzel is your 2020 All-Star champion. I know that's not mathematically there yet, um, but it seems kind of like a foregone conclusion at this point. So the All-Stars are back October 9th and 10th at Fremont Speedway to close out their season. We'll obviously talk about that more in the coming weeks as we get a little bit closer. Now with Eldora in the books, we've got a uh, busy World of Outlaws weekend coming up. The World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series it starts back up again tonight. They kick off a three-race weekend. Uh, they're at Plymouth tonight before heading to Wayne County Speedway on Friday and Lernerville Speedway on Saturday. The Plymouth and Wayne County dates were supposed to happen earlier in the season but had to be rescheduled because of bad weather. Tonight's stop at Plymouth will be the first for the series since April of 2017. David Gravel was the winner that night over Jason Sides and Aaron Reitzel. There are currently 12 races remaining for the Outlaws in 2020, and the points battle is still tight out front. Brad Sweet uh, is your leader, but by only eight points over Logan Schuhart. Donnie Schatz is third, 92 points back, while Sheldon Hoddenshield and Carson Macedo are fourth and fifth, each over 100 points back. And looking at a winner pick for tonight, the DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula likes David Gravel over Brad Sweet, with Gravel winning about 1.5% more of the simulator races run than Sweet. Looking at the season, Sweet actually has the best average finish on three-eighths mile tracks at three and a half uh, but Sheldon Hoddenshield has the most three-eighths mile track wins at four so far this year gravel has been good as of late um, obviously this this win that he had last night is going to help him with some momentum but with the outlaws his he has the best average finish over the past five races at third sweets averaging a fourth place finish lately while Schuhart is averaging a finishing position of 4.4 it'll be interesting to see who else shows up to Plymouth tonight with so many guys close by last night at Eldora you got to think that some of them will just race through the weekend with the Outlaws, but not sure yet who those names are. I don't know if guys like Larson and Reitzel will uh, will come along too. We'll just have to see who shows up tonight. So that could certainly shake up that win prediction as well. For the drivers battling in the points, it's basically top five or bust at this point, and it might even be podium or bust. Uh, neither of the top two can afford a slip up. And for guys like Schatz and Hoddenshield, they basically need to start ripping off wins to get back into this fight with so few races left and the holes growing. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch. A lot of pressure on these races. Uh, should be really fun here over the coming weeks and, and, and this weekend. So we'll be back tomorrow to recap all of the action for the Outlaws and then set you up for the rest of the weekend. Fans are allowed at Plymouth, but if you can't be there, you can watch all of the action live on Dirt Vision with your Fast Pass couple of news items today. The upcoming Magnolia State Cotton Pickin' 100 weekend at Magnolia Motor Speedway for super late models was originally scheduled for this Friday and Saturday, September 25th and 26th. That event has been postponed. Remnants of Tropical Storm Beta are expected to soak the area in rain through the next few days, and organizers were left with no choice but to postpone the event. Friday was originally slated to pay $4,000 to win, and Saturday was going to pay $12,000 to win. The track hopes to reschedule the event, and they are currently looking at the schedule to find suitable dates. We'll 
keep you posted there as we know more. Also, a little bit of news from the West Coast. Doug Lockwood, who currently runs Merced Speedway, is set to become co-owner of the USAC West Coast 360 Sprint Car Series. Lockwood was a former director of competition for the series and joins with Chris Kearns in ownership. Kearns will handle the business administration while Lockwood will handle racing and competition duties. Lockwood will continue to run Merced as well. I know Doug a little bit from his time as the race director from the World of Outlaws. He's certainly a good guy and cares a lot about the racing out there in California. So I can't see this as anything but a good move for that series. So good luck to Doug and that series uh, as they move forward. Looking at today's streaming schedule, there are three shows um, uh, on the schedule tonight. Uh, Racing Dirt has the opening night of Mod Mania at Tri-City Speedway featuring Modifieds and Late Models. Flow Racing has USAC 24-7 and Dirt Vision has the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars live tonight from Plymouth Speedway. If you'd like to see that full schedule along with links to watch, you can find that at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope everybody has a good Thursday. You can find Dirt Tracker daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com and you can follow along at facebook.com slash dirttracker, twitter.com slash dirttracker, and the website itself, dirttracker.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler. And don't forget to sign up for the Dirt Tracker weekly newsletter on the site. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. Thank you.